All right, guys, welcome back into another episode of the Advisor Odyssey podcast. This is the Advisor Odyssey audio experience, where financial advisors, planners, insurance agents, and brokers will find fresh new ideas and perspectives around what it takes to launch, succeed, scale, and bulletproof their business. Now, a penny saved is a penny earned, right? That's a, that's a phrase, it's a saying, it's been around for a long time, but we're going to be taking that phrase and we're going to be looking at how that applies to your advisory business. Now, as financial advisors, ironically, that doesn't make you a good spender. It doesn't make you smart with your own money. It just means that you can help others invest and manage and save there. So let's look at some areas today where you might be consistently losing money in your business. Now, losing could be a strong term, but let's talk for a second. How often do you realize after the fact, maybe it's when you do your budgeting, maybe it's when you look at your end of year expenses, whatever it is in your own personal life that you have some subscription out there that you don't use. Maybe it's Netflix, maybe it's Hulu, Amazon. Maybe it's an old workout regime that you had done for a long time on demand and now all of a sudden they recharge your card, right? The list can go on and on, but there are so many situations where we spend money as individuals, as people, whether you're a business owner or not, financial services or not, we spend money and we either immediately regret it or even worse, we're spending money. We don't actually know we're spending it, right? The phantom spend. So we're going to dig into five really common places and five really common areas where I tend to see a lot of financial advisors spend money unnecessarily or they're just on autopilot, not realizing that they're even spending it. So jumping in here. It's time to analyze the P&L. It's time to analyze it. Check out your profit, check out your loss, and assess all of these expenses in your business. Do not stop at these five. Again, keep digging and digging into this because you're a business owner, this stuff matters. It's not sexy, it's not salesy, it's not marketing related or team management or, you know, it's this is just the guts of being a business owner, okay? So five key areas. The first and the by far most common area where I see advisors constantly overspending is when they're ordering supplies. Yeah, I mean, this is basic stuff. Ordering supplies, over-ordering to be specific, is where most advisors are wasting money. It might not be mountains and mountains of cash, but it adds up, right? Maybe those extra 100 copies that you said you absolutely needed to make, how much did you lose there? If each client plan that you give out has, let's say, 20 total pages, right? You've got 20 pages in this client plan that are completely unnecessary to the client, but to you, they matter. They're not compliance-driven, but they're just, to you, they matter. That's 20 pages, right? Let's say it's a front and back, so you're actually looking at 10 pages. Well, if you work with, call it 50 clients a year, whether they're new clients or existing clients, that right there is 500 extra pages that you're printing and typing on and it's just it's wasting money it's not needed right so over ordering supplies is a big area uh that could be again paper we're talking about all of your branding material too believe it or not your branding material your business cards your folders your letterheads your envelopes like all of these items yeah it's so great to have your name and your logo and your business on them but unless you're actively running out of these all the time Okay, that's really the trick here. What I've told advisors who struggle with this sometimes, or 
quite frankly, usually they don't know they struggle with it until we talk about it afterwards. Put together all the things that you give to a new client or that you give to a prospect and use them until you run out. Okay. Now you want to actually set aside probably like 20 to 30 copies of each of these so you don't actually run out, but run it until you run out of it and then look back. Am I missing any of these? Does this make a huge difference? Is my business card that I give to new prospect, does that really make a big difference? Right? As elementary as this sounds, this is an easy place where you can improve cash flow in your business. Okay? And cash is oxygen. We know this. Without cash, we cannot uh, easily maneuver. Okay? So again, overordering supplies is the most common area where you can stop wasting money. Yeah. The second most common area, I actually mentioned earlier, it's through meaningless subscriptions. Right? Do you really need two subscriptions to two different social security softwares? Like, do you need it? Even though that report that it creates might help you in your sales process, might be great to add in the client plans, it might be great to use in your marketing. Like, is it needed? Right? This is also really, really common. Advisors get stuck on the tendency where they feel like, yes, I have it. I've used it for years and years and years. So I'm just going to keep using it. But when we start adding up these costs, 150 bucks this month for software, 220 bucks here, $600 here, $50 here, these add up. And unless they're really making a major difference, it's wasted money. Now, if it is vital to your presentation, if it is vital to the success of your client's plan, keep going, keep doing it. But if it's just there to look important and you feel like you just should have it a part of it, but your clients don't really care, consider cutting it out and saving the money. The third most common area is actually, this is, a, this is a verb here as opposed to a noun, but the third most common area is going to be the renegotiation experience that you have with your different vendors, whether that's marketing related, whether it's technology related, whether it's staffing related. There are outside vendors in your business that you lean on and leverage all the time. Commonly, it could be your website provider, right? Your hoster. It could be your design team. It could be, assuming that's an outsourced design team. It could be, if you do seminars and workshops, it could be the mail houses. If you're running digital marketing, it could be the digital marketing companies. Like All of these are vendors that honestly should be constantly renegotiated with every year to re-up, to re-establish expectations, to revisit pricing. Okay, This is twofold. On one hand, you always want to be aware of the best pricing that you can get on vendor services without sacrificing quality. Right? We all... I'm not going to say any specific vendors' names here, but we're all, you know, Ford and Chevy, two easy companies here. You're either probably a Ford person or you're probably a Chevy person. Okay. Yes, maybe you'll never move from a Ford to a Chevy, but it is still good to know what Chevy's doing, what their pricing is, what their new features are. Okay. You still want to have that intel. Now, there is a lot of weight that applies to approaching your vendors that you work with. So if I were working with someone on this independently right now, I would be encouraging them to look at their marketing spend because that's usually where most of this is. Look at your marketing spend. Is there a service that you are spending a monthly retainer on and you've signed a contract for that is just billing you every month? Okay. Most commonly, that's probably going to be some sort of digital marketing or some sort of uh, email engagement service. You should always be shopping email engagement services and digital marketing services, always. 
the landscape of digital marketing is constantly changing. No one has it all figured out all at the same time. Some will show up with a good solution and some will phase out because they never adapted. Happens all the time. It's the ebbs and flows, especially in the digital world. So always be on the lookout for top tier services that you're not currently using. Get the pricing on them if possible. Do the demos. If you got time, do the demos. Talk with the sales reps. Uh, talk with the wholesalers on it. But at the end of the day, look at your marketing and figure out where is most of my marketing being spent on the consistent basis. Okay. I had a situation the other day where an advisor was doing a lot of seminars and they were using a lot of mail houses, right? They did some digital, but most of what they did was mail house driven. It was sending out invitations to attend their event. Now, this advisor was doing them pretty consistently in his mind, right? In his mind, he had his marketing calendar laid out. He does three seminars a month, always. One a week, but he takes one week off every single month. That's pretty systematic, right? It's consistent, it's systematic. Three seminars a month, over 12 months, you're running 36 total seminars, right? 36 seminar campaigns, I should say. So he's paying on a per seminar basis, probably. You need to go back to that vendor, and this is what I told him, go back to the vendor and look at the pricing that you're spending, add it all up. For him, I wanna say it was maybe like, I don't know, probably about $150,000 he was spending in total. That's negotiation there, right? Go to them and say, hey, I am ready to commit and I will pay in advance for my next, call it, year of seminars, right? When we hit December, November time, call your vendors. I'm going to prepay for all of my uh, 2023, in this case, next year's 2023, all of your next year's events, but you're going to offer to pay it at a 75% rate. So whereas that advisor is spending $150,000, call it, over the course of the year, he proposed, I believe, like 110,000. 110,000, one time pay to get 12 campaigns. I'm sorry, 36 campaigns laid out, one, three for each month. He still spent the money and it was a big spend, but he saved money there, right? That's 30 to $40,000 he saved by doing that. There are multiple ways you can do this. Consistency does not only create predictability and tracking and results and success long-term, Consistency is also something you can leverage in negotiation. Okay. This is why things like uh, disclaimer, or not disclaimers, testimonials. This is why testimonials are so critical. It's people who have been there before and done it. Okay. If you are a loyal customer and you've given them a testimonial or have sent them referrals before, whether it's they know it or not, take advantage of that uh, opportunity. Take advantage of that relationship right now. So the fourth most common way that people are spending money they don't need to is overall just inefficient marketing spend. All right, this one's going to be really short and sweet, but if you do not know the return on the investment, the ROI of your marketing funnels, you will not be able to take advantage of this one. Okay. So before I go any further, you need to stop and dig into the data on your marketing. Like seriously, you have to have that to make any informed business decision, but dig into the ROI in your marketing funnels and if you realized, again, this is hypothetical here. If you realize you had two marketing funnels going, you just, you always did them. I used seminars as my example earlier. Let's say we have seminars and let's say we have, oh, radio. Okay. Let's say radio is your other marketing and branding funnel that you have going. If we remove the big dollars from this and we just look at the actual ROI perspective on it, if you knew that funnel A, seminars, for example, for every $5 you spent, you were earning $11 back, 
you know that that is a profitable funnel. And with that knowledge, you should be constantly funneling money into that. Right? That I mean, simple stuff. Slot machine. You put $5 in, you get 11 back. Five in, 11 back. It's not difficult. But now let's say we look at our radio. And again, this is not, not a knock on radio. It's just an example. If your radio that you're spending money on, you put $5 in, you're only getting four back. Okay? It's a, it's a negative. It's a net loss on the spend here, right? It's a negative ROI. But this is where the metrics are also really critical. It's not just the return. It's also looking at, did you have any engagement from your radio shows? Do you have clients coming in to meet with you, but maybe not converting from your radio show? Do you have a lot of digital engagement that stems from call to actions from your radio show? Right? I can keep going here and maybe use your radio show as a multi-purpose tool for a podcast or something like that. The radio doesn't, just because it has a negative ROI does not mean it is a bad investment, but you will not ever be able to tell what is a good or a bad investment without having the data and the metrics to support that decision. So to bring it back to the wasting money piece of this whole deal, inefficiently spending money on marketing without tracking, without having any idea of what you're getting back in it in exchange is wasting money. Okay, now our fifth most common situation here that comes up where advisors are needlessly spending money uh, or actually, I'm sorry, losing money here is because they're not being holistic with their product offerings. Yep. One of the most unfortunately common ways people are wasting money, advisors are wasting money, is by not being holistic with product offerings. Okay, This one might hit some of you pretty hard listening uh, or watching this. Maybe you are a, uh, I'm going to make an example here. Maybe you're a fee-only planner, okay? There's nothing wrong with being fee-only, by the way. If you're a fee-only planner, for most of you, that means that you do not offer any products, this is how you would call it. I would consider it just solutions in general. You do not offer any potential solutions in exchange for a commission. So therefore, um, perhaps life insurance, you don't offer it. Maybe it's annuities, you don't offer it. Uh, maybe it's Medicare, like you don't offer it. If you don't offer it because it pays a commission, then you're missing opportunities to increase revenue for your firm. It's really that easy. Don't fall into the trap though of feeling like you're still getting clients back and it's a net positive because you're referring that business out. You're not going to continually scale your business and generate more referrals for yourself by referring out solutions to others. I say solutions, let's be clear on this. You as a planner offer a promise for a better future. You offer a plan, you offer uh, guidance, help. You are the Yoda to the Luke Skywalker. Like that is your role, right? But as soon as you actively tell a client of yours, especially a client, let alone a prospect, hey, I don't do this. Yes, it's going to apply to your financial plan. Yes, it's a part of it. I'm going to send you elsewhere to have them take care of it for you. That is a very dangerous game that you are playing. Very, very dangerous. Because, again, easy examples here. If you're a fee-only planner, that means you're probably, uh, you, I mean, you obviously operate within the fees. But that means you probably actively, uh, hopefully actively, maybe you just passively do it. You manage money for your clients. Maybe it's a brokerage account. Maybe it's a different sleeve of different funds. You're collecting a fee on it. 
the client knows that's what, how you get paid. So if all of a sudden their money, which this happened again this year, they lost, call it easy number sake, 10% of their money in the, maybe it was all allocated to the market. They lost 10% of their money. Yes, you know that it's long-term. It's a long-term game. Market theory, maybe you believe in the market more so than anyone else. Maybe you don't. Whatever the situation is, if that client loses money and they are upset, but then this other advisor, and I'll use annuities as my example, this other advisor had their money in annuities where it didn't lose money perhaps, who looks like the hero in the situation? Who looks like the hero? That's why it's a dangerous game. You are allowing somebody else to look like the potential hero of the story that you are trying to write for the client. So uh, the same situation applies for things as simple and trivial as just Medicare. If you're a financial planner and you think you're above any sort of Medicare offerings, I'd implore you to explore it because that Medicare is added revenue for your business. You could easily earn what would it would be worth to hire somebody to manage all that if you have an established book of business just from the renewals, the residuals, and the upfront commission alone. Let them handle that for you. Don't send it outside. Like That is how Medicare advisors jump into the retirement planning side because they built their business on that. Don't be that person. So uh, the only exception here, the only possible exception for any advisor listening would be if your number one marketing funnel in your business is referrals, the unpredictable kind, then this is not going to be helpful for you, this last point. But for the rest of you who have any other type of marketing going or your referrals are somewhat predictable at least, this is going to be very critical. Okay. Now again, to back up for a second and summarize, the five most common areas that I've seen advisors constantly struggle on uh, either overspending or missing out on adding cash is overordering supplies, needlessly paying for subscriptions they don't need and don't use even, not renegotiating with vendors that they constantly use, inefficiently spending their money on marketing and branding efforts without tracking, and then not being holistic and diversified with their product and solution offerings. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Advisor Odyssey podcast. I will be coming at you again every single Sunday. And remember, if you have specific questions that you want guidance on, send them in to us. You can uh, reach us on social media at Advisor Odyssey handle. Uh, you can send me an email at Odyssey at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. My name, Daniel Hodajak. It should be in the description here. And uh, let's connect. Let's talk about it. No hard feelings, no harm, no foul. I don't sell anything, so don't worry. You're not going to get a pitch. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed the Advisor Odyssey audio experience. Connect with us on your favorite social media platforms at Advisor Odyssey. You can find our full-length educational videos to watch on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out all our articles and publications on medium.com forward slash Advisor Odyssey. The Advisor Odyssey podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The contents and opinions shared, expressed, or otherwise alluded to on the Advisor Odyssey podcast and audio experience are solely ideas not to be depicted as tax, legal, or investment advice. Results from the use of these concepts may not be representative of the experience of all financial professionals and are no guarantee of future success. Your results may vary. 
The Advisor Odyssey and its affiliated members are not to be held liable or responsible for any lawful recourse or punishment invoked upon the individual or accompanying business partners or team members. Federal law, state law, and or insurance carrier requirements may prohibit or place limitations on any of the ideas and activities expressed. All advisors, planners, wholesalers, affiliated reps, and investment advisors should be aware of any limitations imposed by federal regulation, state regulation, insurance carriers, broker dealers, and registered investment advisors as applicable. Investment advisors are strongly encouraged to obtain pre-approval from the broker dealer, registered investment advisor, insurance company, or similar institution with which they may be affiliated.